0: hey good morning they gave me the assignment of introducing our guest speaker who really needs no uh, introduction if you've been here for any uh, amount of time beyond a year Um, he hails all the way from south texas and so his his strong accent may be hard to discern but just pay close attention i'm just kidding he's from australia and uh, his name is Murray Newman. He's been a friend of the church for several years now, and uh, every time he comes, he brings a fresh word, powerful, anointed, and uh, we expect no different today. So, would you give a warm Faith Chapel welcome to Murray Newman?
1: Thank you, Jim question. Fantastic. Have a seat. Have a seat. So good to see you. Oh, I, oh I, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Who was here last night? Oh, wow, okay. You came back. <laughs> it's, it's so wonderful to be with my family. It feels like family to me, but I feel like something shifted in this room. You know, it, um, and I agree totally with what that word is. Oh, man, there is power here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually power here. You've got to understand, like, power is always, all you've got to do is plug into it. Is that true? There's something amount of power running through the walls here. All sorts of, all we got to do is access it to get on board with God, what God wants to do this morning. And that's only what he wants to do this morning, after, the, after we finish, who knows what he could do? Who knows he doesn't stop at 11 or whenever we're stopping or, what time's lunch? <laughs> Whatever that is, he's not going to stop. Isn't that amazing? Not after the altar call after the altar, even after the door's shut, he ain't stopping, because he cannot be contained. Let me tell you one of the one things I want to tell you, church, you know your God is amazing. Your, your God doesn't even depend on you to help you. He's going to do it all. One of the big things that I've really got another revelation of, and you know what, one of the greatest words that Jesus ever said, what he ever said was, "It's finished. Come on, it's finished. You ever know, it's like when you get the mechanic or, they, or the, what do you call it, garage? When they ring you and say, your car's ready to be picked up because it's finished. finished. Uh-huh. Isn't that good news to hear that you, you, the package has arrived, the thing is ready for you, that it's finished, that it's finished. You can't add anything to it. And we've got to understand it. And, and I understand us in our worship and sometimes we're saying, God, come, but that's impossible. How can he, how can he do what he's already done? And the big thing for us as believers, because you're a believer. Guess what you do? You believe. You are not a vacuum on two legs. The thing is, what do you believe? That's the big challenge. The challenge because you, you're not, you're, we are made to believe. We are made to believe. And what we believe rules us. And when we believe, it doesn't, it's like if we get our our belief in line with what God believes, then anything's possible. In fact, what starts to happen is everything that God wanted to be possible is now accessible for us. God does not withhold Himself from us. Never. (laughs) He is always ready to go. God is, if you like, Unrealistically enthusiastic about you. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> but, but let me tell you something. The first thing I want to do is, is to really honor your pastors. To really let you know that there is, there is stuff. If you're here last night, let me tell you something. Evangelism is about to start. It's about to, to lift off. It's I can feel it. I can see it. But I can also see what God is going to do is shift your pastors to a higher perspective of seeing and doing things. In the name of Jesus. Let me tell you, where the head goes, you go. Is that true? The anointing on them. And there's going to be a, not, a, not a new vision, but a different perspective of the vision. Oh, See, often I've heard some prophets talk about it. You know, For some of us, we have insight. Like we can see into things like a microscope. You know how you can see into a thing with a microscope? So, you know, we, we can look at a, a thing and see how the cells are all connected and we can see how a thing works. That's insight, true? But then there's, like, foresight. There's, like, telescope where you, you can see things afar off. That's often the prophetic. That's only one aspect of what's coming, what God has in store. Is that true? But then there's oversight, helicopter view down, so, you can sort of like Google Maps. <laughs> My wife's an artist, and she actually did a project in at university, and she did a Google Maps of our city and sold it for a heap of money. I thought, this is, this is great. Just get stuff off Google Maps, baby, and just keep, you know. About, I'm going to show her one of Sarah Cruz. <laughs> Mm. But I can see this, But God is going to spiritually show you things, mapping, show you, show and reveal to you strongholds, show and reveal to you strategies on how to take the city in Jesus' name. You're going to see a network built around you. You're going to see churches connect with you. And the very thing that we were talking about at breakfast is going to start to happen. That apostolic thing, you're already moving in that, but now it's going to start to connect throughout the city. There's going to be a network associated with you in Jesus' name. Amen. A higher perspective. A higher perspective. Just put your hand on the person beside you and say, higher. Higher. Oh, come on. (laughs) Higher. (laughs) Because you all, you sound so funny. You sound funny. That's how we would say it. I have to kind of change my accent a little bit, otherwise you don't understand me. So it's funny, I have to sort of slide into this other thing. You should hear me when I'm like really Australian. It's really hard to understand me. But I want you to turn your Bibles to... This is really the word I have for... If people ask me what is God saying to, to Mars about what God is saying, this is it, Okay. Because I get asked that a lot at the beginning of the year. You know, what's God saying for for 2020? And this is my spin on it, okay? This is what, you know, really if you Google prophetic words for 2020, you could almost spin the wheel, you know? But this is my one, okay? So this is the best one. (laughs) And it's in Psalm 20. It's pretty easy, isn't it? But it says this, and there's one word that's really key for you guys. It says in verse 1, May the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. May the name of the God of Jacob defend you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and strengthen you out of Zion. May he remember all your offerings and accept your burnt sacrifices. Mm. See, who, let me say this. Giving and generosity is so the heart of God. <laughs> you, you can't have a move without, of God without being a giver. I don't mean just money. I mean yourself. I mean all that you are. I mean your love, your heart, giving all of you to Him. You've got to give the whole thing. You know what, Jesus, did you, Jesus didn't give slices of himself to you, did he? He gives you the whole thing, the whole package, all that he is, jammed inside of you. <laughs> I just get excited about the whole thing of that I carry Jesus, that Jesus wears that In that, that that he is as close to me as the Bible says in the Passion verses is like the air in my nostrils. He is my life. It's like it's, every time I breathe in, it literally, spiritually, I'm also taking him in. That his life actually is our life. And I can't get any closer to him than what he is. Nor can I get any far, uh, there's no way of getting far away from him. That's why when we start to be, I don't know why I'm going there. That's why when we start to give, give, and you'll see how this ties in, how, how we start to give, Give encouragement, give words, give ministry, give all that. See, all of you are called. All of you have a ministry. Come on. Do, do you understand in, in, in 1700 that Martin Luther, the first one, he, on, when he nailed his thesis to the Wittenberg Cathedral, the Wittenberg Castle, it was the priesthood of all believers no, no, no dividing line between secular or spiritual. That it's all together. You're gonna to understand it. See, you know what? I minister as much to business people as I do to born-again people, and you know what's really funny? I say the same words and use the same thing, but often in my conferences and in my workshops that I do in the corporate sector. All I can do, all I can do for people who don't know God, and if you're here this morning, the best, the best I can do for you is make you happy. That's as best as you're going to ever get. But for those of you who've got Jesus, you start from the ground level of joy. Yeah. <laughs> you see, in other words, you can't get any more happiness because you've got joy, which is a spiritual thing, which has nothing to do with circumstances, has nothing to do with how well you are, or how wealthy you are, or who you're connected to. You're joyful. Well, okay, you definitely need to be reminded of that. Come on. I feel like I got commissioned a couple of years ago about bringing joy back to the church because I can understand that because many of you are going to die of altitude sickness when you go to heaven because you're going to get shocked by how joyful it's going to be. Do you understand that today? Do you understand that today? I think it's, you can correct me. I don't care because I'm joyful. That 178,000 people are going to get saved today, are going to come into the kingdom. And for each and every one of those, heaven is going to explode in joy. And guess what's going to happen tomorrow? Another 178,000 people are going to get saved. And guess what's going to happen Tuesday? Another 178,000 people, and it's just going to keep clocking and clocking and clocking and clocking like that, and going up every couple of weeks. Probably by the end of, by the probably by the middle of the year, it'll be 200,000 people a day, getting saved, and at that, everybody's getting excited in heaven. <laughs> Come on, this is your opportunity. Do you know what? When you when you stepped into heaven, they got they were wowed, they got excited. They're probably still partying. Do you understand that? you got to understand. Got to, you You got to get ready for heaven. Mm, you say, hmm. Mm. <laughs> My goodness me. But you know what? You can start now. You know, I really feel like I've started heaven already. Yeah. That I'm, I'm getting ready for it. Do you know what I mean? I'm bringing it with me. I don't want to be in shock when I get there. I want to be fully acclimatized. <laughs> Come on. Because the thing is, the thing is, Faith Chapel, you're going to start to release heaven. You're going to start to release it. See, I know you're pursuing the presence, but you've got it. Let me tell you something. You've got it. Now what you have to do is release the presence wherever you are. Come on. Come on. You've got to start to release it. Like you can fill your bedroom with the glory. You can fill your car with the glory. You can just fill it. Fill the realm with it. You can feel your, because your heart already, if you've got Jesus, guess what? You've got heaven. Come on, come on. We're, we're not supposed to be suicidal as Christians. You know, we, we can't wait to die. Let me say, death is not our door. <laughs> death is not our door. There's one door and it's Jesus. Come on. The, the door for us has already been swung open to heaven. Death is not, we, you sang it. I saw you. You said that death death and sin are are gone, are irrelevant to you. In one sense, you're never going to die. You've got eternity right now. Is that true? Come on. Come on. You've got it right now. So you may as well get used to it. You may as well get used to actually being eternal. You may as well get used to using that that tsunami, that power. Why not get used to having that now? Why wait to heaven and start doing stuff? Why not start learning how to do stuff now? Man, I experiment all all the time. I'm experimenting on you even while I'm speaking. (laughs) Now I'll get to the verse that I wanted to tell you. I just get a bit excited, hey. (laughs) I just know that God is joyful oh, I'll keep going there hey? I just know that God is joyful. I just know it I just know it I just know it. I know that God looks at your situation your problem your illness and everything and he thinks it's funny. not in a mean, not in a scoffing because not, not, God's not like that but God is extremely confident like so like super confident so that it's really funny have you ever have you ever played a sport against someone? That is really, really a level at it. any of you done that? I remember there's a, there's a guy that got saved in our church a long time ago, and he could have been. I found out later. We, 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 there were some pastors and stuff that used to play tennis on a Friday afternoon, nothing else to do. <laughs> and they played tennis, and this guy called Ken Duncan got saved. And he was like a photographer, and he came and said, Oh, and he, did, he didn't even have, he had to borrow a pair of shoes and a racket to come and play. You know what? A-grade tennis players that were amongst the group that were playing couldn't get a point from him. And we thought, well, let's play, let's let him defend the doubles court, only he, he, he could have no um, faults on his, this is how we had to jack it up. <laughs> and then we had two guys just defending the singles court against him and no one could beat him. I went around and, say, and I was, we were renting a house off his parents and she said, you know, when he was 10 years of age, we took him to the local tennis club. The coach brought him back to our house and we thought, oh, what's he done? Because he's a bit of a rascal. We thought he'd bought, burnt down the tennis club or something. But they said, look, you need, to, you need to quit your job and move to the States to a tennis school in Florida and put this kid in full-time tennis school because he could be a world champion. Instead, he became a world-class photographer. But let me tell you something. If you ever play Ken in tennis, he just laughs at you. You try to put top spin, he just laughs, hits it back at you. Have you ever, I don't know if you've ever played against someone that is at their expert at something. And your God is an extra expert. Like it's immeasurable how good he is at stuff. Like he, he, he doesn't even follow the laws of logic, mathematics, or physics. He cheats at everything. <laughs> he knows all the, little, all the little quirks on how to get anything done. And that's who lives inside you. He's not out there. He's here. And all our thing is to do is experience that life here. And what happens when we release it? Can I, I'm going to try and get to this verse. You keep doing stuff to me. Verse 4. Are you ready? Okay. Have you turned on your Bible? Mm. Who remembers the good old days when you used to hear paper flapping? Who's got a paper one? Come on. Yeah, the millennials are all going, what? <laughs> What's Here we go, verse 4, you ready? You've got to highlight this, underline this, rub your finger over it. <laughs> verse 4, May he grant you according to the desires of your heart. Number one, <laughs> God will always work with desire. He never works on behaviour, never worries about behaviour. Because he's dealt with your behaviour. It's finished. Let me tell you something. This will get you excited. You mightn't have done your worst sin yet. Oh, there you go, you religious lunatics. You're going, what? Oh, yeah. Let me tell you something. Pride is one of the worst ones. <laughs> Satan got kicked out of heaven. Not because he was immoral. Not because he was telling lies. Not because he was cheating on his tax. Because of pride. Oh, here we go. <laughs> let me tell you, that the religious spirit is one of the worst, one of the most evilest, one of the most binding. So you don't know. <laughs> let me tell you, this, but let me. the good news is, guess what? Jesus has already dealt with it. So the sin issue is irrelevant between you and God. Now he talks to you Now, he, if you're right, speaks to you about your desire. Hmm. Let me give you a little heads up, all you married people. Girls, you ready? Just look at me. Just look at me. Don't look at him. (laughs) As cute as he is, is this? Don't worry about his behavior. But speak to his his desire to be a great husband. When I ask you, you know, what sort of husband does your husband desire to be? What sort of father does he? No, he might not have the behavior yet, but what's his heart? Are you hearing me? What's his desire? What's his desire? What sort of minister does he want to be? What sort of leader of the house does he want to be? Now, he might be a long way in his behavior, but what's his heart? Come on, what's his heart? Guys? (laughs) Mm-hmm. Your girl, oh, her behavior. I know. <laughs> but what's her desire? What's her desire? Are you speaking to that? Yeah, that's, that's, that's Pastor Mars, and believe me, I disciple pastors now all over the world. And that's one of the first things I talk about with their marriage. Don't talk about their behavior. Talk to their desire. Come on, it's one of the best prophetic tools there ever is. Come on <laughs> I'm just watching you all squirming in your seats. Oh, I thought you know I thought you were going to nail him and you nailed me. I thought you were going to get her, but now you got me. because guess what? that's what Jesus is doing. Guess what the Jesus is always just talking to her you desire. You know what with, even with Peter he says, you know what? You know, Simon, Simon, you, this, is, this is what you are, but I see your desire. I see your desire. Look at Paul, Saul, what his desire, he wanted to serve God, but he was, his behavior was crazy. But look at his desire, and God gets hold of that desire and starts to speak to it. Come on. God wants and speaks to always your desire. He's not frightened by the craziest dream that you have. He's given it to you. He wants to grant you your desire. Interesting, you know, it's like... I remember someone saying, you know, there's, there's... There's things that... You know, like I said, we, we are made to believe and what we believe rules us. Remember I said that. Yes, thank you, few of you. Some of the rest of you got dementia or something like that. It's gone. Is, is this... Let me tell you something. Spiritually... There's, there's no voids. Someone, there's something occupying, if you like, every throne of authority, every position. And there was a big thing, to, a king said to, a, in two situations, a king said to a girl up to half the kingdom. I was just finishing reading Esther this morning on how Esther stepped up and found out this was her purpose and you know and he said to her almost you know he was so thrilled by her he says what do you desire what do you desire up to half the kingdom if you want it see there was another girl in new testament who came before a king and she, and and he said oh wow what do you want she said i want the head of the prophet." See, some of you here, someone else has got your spot because you aren't living out your desire. Come on. The power that's available to you, already we shared about that this morning, there's power here to transform, power here to change. I want to say to you prophetically, There are thrones. There are places of authority that you're now going to step into. Come on. There's going to be places and positions and, if you like, uh, jobs and places of authority and, and homes and cars and stuff and ministries and churches and all sorts of things that someone else is occupying, that you, because it's actually your desire to do that. Come on. God is going, listen to me, God is going to fulfill it. Now that's crazy when you say that. That's out there. He's going to make sure. He's going to make sure. See, when you were still deep in sin, God took care of your sin. Isn't that amazing? Let me tell you something. The biggest thing, that, the best thing we can ever do for God, in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, it says this, Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed, what? By the renewing of your mind. Is that true? But also it says like this, in the the message it says this, the best thing you can do for God is get on board with what God is doing for you. And God right now is really jacked up, ready to fulfill your desire. He's going, come on, come on, come on. Will you dream? Will you dream? Will you desire it? Will you go for it? Come on. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Let me read. Let me keep reading this. I haven't got to the big bit yet. That's not the... And it says this. May he grant you according to your heart's... Oh, I just love it. Hey. Grant you according to your heart's desire. See, sometimes we think that what, what what we're believing for... Isn't spiritual enough. There's no dividing line in that. It's just it's it's literally, does it cause life to flow? That's the only criteria. Okay. And this is the big one for, for me, and fulfil all your purpose. Come on. If there's ever a scripture to meditate on this, is this one. Let me just read a verse four again. May he grant you according to your heart's desire. And, and on top of that, fulfill all your purpose. In other versions it says this, all your plans. And I love that word, this is the word, fulfill. Full, fill. Fill. In other words, full till you're filled. Or fill it till it's full. So that there's no voids, no emptiness, no lacking, no, not missing a thing. Let me read this verse to you in Jude chapter 1 verse 24. It says, now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless. Before his presence of his glories with exceeding joy. Come on, come on. You start, I think some of you are starting to get it. That you know what, there is going to be nothing lacking in your experience with God. Nothing. He is going to fulfill. Because you know what? God is not a liar. God is not a deceiver. If he is, if who here has had a got a prophetic word and it's still outstanding? Come on who's got one? You got one? Well guess what? God is going to fulfill it. And, and that's pretty bold, isn't it? And on, He's going to take it on, on, on his behalf, because He knows you. <laughs> so if this was up to Mars, this could not, might not happen. See, if I was able to fulfill it, if I was able to do it, Jesus wouldn't need to come for me. Is that true? But actually, his desires and his purpose for me is beyond my capabilities, beyond my flesh, beyond my talent, beyond my intellect, beyond my gift set. It's beyond. So he says, okay, stand aside and I will fulfill it. Come on. I know it's almost, this is actually the good news. that you are hearing me? And it's actually when you step into that, when you feel that, man, this is actually when Jesus did the finished work of the cross, we now work from there. We work from there having to realize that everything is done, all I'm doing is, guess what? I'm only collecting what's already been finished. And in one way, in the spiritual realm, it's already fulfilled. And all I have to do is, the rest of my life is I collect and I collect and I collect and I collect. Because God is going to, isn't it? He, He's going to present us faultless before the Father with, On top of again, exceedingly great joy, not shame, not wondering. Oh, I wonder if there's anything missing. I wonder if all the contract, you know, I wonder if all the dots. What about that thing? What about that thing? What about that thing? What about that addiction? What about that sin? What about that envy? What about that shame? What about that behavior? What about that thing? Man, I feel like I struggle with that. But God says, you "Know what? I've dealt with it. You're off the hook. Now get on with it. (laughs) Why don't you just..." Why don't you just jump the timeline and say, "All right, God, you've, you, you're presenting me before the Father right now"? Is that true? Yes. Well, I'm starting again. I'm really. I know. I'm. It's almost like hyper grace, isn't it? <laughs> you, you, you mean you mean He's going to do it for me? Yes. Not only this, He's done it for you, and all He's doing is inviting you in to experience what He's already done, so that you can release. Maybe, the, maybe you're the answer to your own miracle. Let me tell you something: the best prophetic man, and I've had Rodney Howard Brown, I've had uh, you know the Who's Who's, Brian Houston, all of, you know, all of, all of them, uh, Randy Clark, all those guys, Bill Johnson's, all pray for me. But you know who's given me the best prophetic word ever? Me. Come on. Put your hand on your head. Oh, now you're all into it now. Here we go. You ready? We're going we're gonna to pull a ripcord now. You're going to give yourself a word. I mean off the top. I mean crazy word. A, a word that only heaven could fulfill. That's the idea. Oh, what if it was a word that's already you know is fulfilled? Head back on. I'm just trying to cook one up while I'm talking. You need to give yourself the best word ever. A, 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 like up there. Because believe me, and, and you're a church that believes it, Ephesians chapter 3, you're right? exceedingly abundantly more, exceedingly abundantly more than you could ever ask. So God is ready to fulfill right now, fulfill right now, whatever you say, and it's easy for him. Really? Is that all you want to do? Here we go. <laughs> He's going to fulfil. That's your word. He's going to fulfil. He's not putting it out there. He's going. Okay, from now on, from now on, Faith Chapel Saints, you're going to move from that in fulfilment. Ooh, what do you imagine that? Or you got you show up, you show up for the race, and they give a gold medal to you straight away before you've even pulled your sneakers out of the bag. Oh, here you go, off you go. Congratulations. The podium's just over there. You can walk this race. Walk, trip over. Fall, I don't care. Sprain a pull a muscle, but guess what? You got the gold medal. Ooh, I tell you, miracles about to just jump out everywhere. You ready? So you're gonna you gonna give yourself a word. Get me off the hook, big time.
0: <laughs>
1: so you think of you think of the worst thing that's going on right now. You do the opposite. Say the opposite. No, don't say opposite. Oh, my goodness. Thank you for your obedience. But you know what your imagination is actually for to help you line up with how God thinks? Your mind doesn't help you, but your imagination really helps you with God. That's that's hashtag Murray Newman. Someone put that down right now. You ready? I want you to... (laughs) This is fun. Put your hand on your head or over your heart, I don't care. If you can't reach your head... Put it on a heart. I don't care. And you're just going to, Father, I, we're just going to pray that God, he's going to fulfill this. And you name it. He's going to fulfill your ministry. He's going to fulfill all, all about your... He's going to fulfill. He's going to fulfill. He's going to fulfill your calling. He's going to fulfill it. He's going to fulfill it. He's going to pay the debt. Plus. See, see where, where there's lack... God takes the little and then brings abundance because he's a giver. Yes. So, Father, I thank you right now for filling, not only, not only just answering, not only solving it, not only doing that, but doing plus, filling it plus. Father, I pray for the fivefold to start to come out of this church, all five to operate, all five to operate. I pray all 100% of all, 100%, 110%, 150% of people in Faith Chapel to operate somewhere in the realms of the fivefold ministry. Father, I start to commission it in the name of Jesus. Come on, start prophesying over yourself. I can't see. No lips flapping. And, come on. Give yourself a word. I'm not going to say anything in the microphone because you, you, get your own word. I, I'm going to give
0: my
1: See, <laughs> this is what God is like. He says, Let me read this to you in Luke chapter. Chapter 6 and verse 30. I'll start at verse 35. But love your enemies and do good and lend, hoping for nothing in return, and your reward will be great. See, this supernatural life. Hey, this is the supernatural life that we have. <laughs> I, heard, I heard one prophet say, you know what? Before the fall, the world was sort of in this different state, and all of creation is moaning and groaning through the revealing of the sons of God. True? And what we do when we step into the supernatural is actually what we're doing is bringing the earth back to what it originally, how it operated. Totally subject to the sons of God. See, I can feel something shifting. It says this. I keep reading the Bible, hey. And your reward will be great, and you will be the sons of the Most High for... For he is kind to the unthankful and evil. Because he's going to present you faultless. He is going to grant you according to your heart's desire, not your behavior. Come on. He's going to grant you according to your heart's desire. In Psalms it says, my heart overflows with a noble yeah. thing. See, the born again you, joyful you, what's its desire? Anyway. Verse 36, therefore be merciful, just as your father is also made. Judge not, and you won't be judged. Condemn not, and you won't be condemned. Forgive, and you'll be forgiven. Give, listen to this, and it will be given to you good measure <laughs> fulfilled good measure pressed down shaken together and running over will it be put into your bosom for the same measure that you use it will be measured back to you <laughs> that, that's why in God you know what that's why we've got to understand you know what? God wants to fulfill fulfill He wants to fulfill your call. He wants to fulfill your life. He wants to fulfill your desire. He doesn't want you walking around uh, uh, like a husk, brokenhearted, empty. He wants to fulfill you. He wants to fulfill you. Mm. Have you ever, always when I'm working with, church leaders I'm always wanting them to get to the place where they overflow. you've got to learn to be live a life that is full. I don't mean full of experiences, I mean full-hearted, whole-hearted, overflowing, content, so content, so happy you, the idea see what Jesus has done for you is guess what He's made peace with you and you. He's made peace with you and him. He's made peace with you and your environment. That's why it's a sin for us to be anxious, to worry. That doesn't, let me tell you something right now. Even if you're medicated, I love you, but it doesn't suit you. Anxiety does not suit the believer. It just doesn't, have you noticed that? It doesn't feel right. Worry doesn't feel right. Have you noticed that? Because it doesn't suit you. Because you're born again. Because you have the God of all hope in you. The other thing is a lie. To tell you that you're that. But God is saying to you, dream. He's saying be full. Full. Not only that, fulfilled. Imagine going from this room, fulfilled. Fulfilled you are, that nothing now can be added to you and nothing now can be taken from you. (laughs) Imagine if you now go go to work, go home and now you're fulfilled. You know what I found this, you know what, people are looking for people that don't need people. People are looking for people that genuinely just love people but not trying to manipulate or milk people. Come on, that can forgive people. That can actually show mercy to people, even to evil people. You know, it's wonderful, you know, it's really great, and I can honestly say it, it's like I don't need your approval. I kind of arrived there a few months ago. It really doesn't worry me. And I can see that's what qualifies me to do this. Because you're actually, I'm better for you if I don't need you. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I love you dearly. I love you so much. But you know what? I actually have someone that has loved me till I'm so full that you rejecting me is funny. <laughs> <laughs> is that true? I've learned, here's a little muzz secret <laughs> I enjoy you even if you don't enjoy me. <laughs> I'll just enjoy you because, see, I don't... Your acceptance is wonderful, but, see, I've been so accepted. Your promotion, your love of me and your honour of me is wonderful. But, see, I've been made so significant and I am so important to the most amazing being in the whole world, in the whole universe, that there's no way that you can add to my importance or my significance. No role, no position, I'd be happy slamming in nails tomorrow or driving a truck. I reckon driving a truck would be awesome fun. <laughs> but if I do this for now, you know what I mean? It makes no difference to me. You've got to come to that place because guess what? I, I'm, I make things significant. Come on, come on. And you see, like, slowly, slightly. slightly each, I feel like little steps, little <laughs> clunk. See, I'm prophesying, I'm prophesying. Don't worry, I'm just doing it sneakily. <laughs> He's already feeling free. He's already feeling full. Oh, well, then get fuller. Come on. He is going, pressed down, shaken together. You know, I always imagine, I've always wanted to do it, I haven't done it yet but I probably will do one day. You know, like, do you have, like, beanbags? I think you invented it, did you? Or the hippies. The hippies invented the beanbag. Where's D? Did you invent the beanbag? Have you got one? We'll have to get you one. What? But you know the little polystyrene balls? You know the little things that are in them? Oh, you want to hear something really funny? When my brother got married, I filled his car with them.
0: <laughs> it
1: was hilarious. There was little polystyrene balls shooting out of his car until he sold it. In little pockets. But you know what you can do? You can actually press them in. Press down. Then you pour more in, and then you press down, then you pour more in, and then you press down. You can actually, man, you, 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 maybe you should just try it on your bean bag. Like press down and, fl- and get it till that bean bag sort of stands up. Press down, shake and get it until your bean, you know, you can make your bean bag like a rock. You can make your bean bag, oh, I'm trying to think of it, maybe weigh about 50 pounds. If you really fulfill it. Pressed down, shaken together. Overflow. Overflow. Overflow is ministry. We actually minister not from the scraping up the bottom of the barrel. Oh God, what am I gonna do with this? Nah, it actually ministry comes from the overflow. Overflow. That's why if you, if you learn this, you will never burn out. Yes. You'll burn, but you won't burn out. In fact, what you'll do is you'll probably splash fire around. You'll probably splash oil around. You'll, you'll splash fumes around. You'll splash wine around. You'll splash joy around because you won't be able to contain what you've got because you're fulfilled. Mm. it's almost like I feel like I want to just like ready, set, go and let you all just run out of here and do something crazy imagine coming to fellowship and you not needing a word because you've got so many words bubbling out of you give yourself another word let me tell you something, you won't run out of them How about you just heal yourself right now? (laughs) How about you just bless you? How about you just pay for a debt right now? Cancel one. How about you just demand that the last word you got maybe last year or the big theme word that often people have over their life. Father, bring it to pass right now. All right. All the redheads, I want them to stand at their feet. Here we go. Now I'm in my fun zone now. That's enough. Was that a good word? I enjoyed that. That was fun. I reckon that was profound. All the redheads. And actually, too, if you've got kids that are redheads. Man, that's awesome. In Australia, we call redheads blue. It's weird. If you're a redhead in Australia, we'll call you blue. There's no one over here, okay? This is much more anointed over here. It's like... <laughs> the thing is this, you know what? King David, and you are up, you know, you stand out. And they actually say that redheads, they're frightened that redheads could be bred out. Isn't that terrible? That for some reason, but it's, it's like this. You know what? It was the thing that actually got David attention. They actually think that David might have been a redhead that he stood out, that he was ruddy. Another, another word for that, he's kind of gingery. He was kind of like, not necessarily the dark-haired kind of that. So it was kind of like, that's why they think maybe his birth was a bit. You don't look like the rest of your brothers. You stand out. But what's amazing is this, and this is what I want to release over you. And you're just the lightning rods for everybody else in the room, hey. Is this, it was that thing that caused the prophet so that David, see it says this, he served his generation and fulfilled everything. David fulfilled his promises. Even the ones that he desired to do, God made sure, is that true? That it got done. Because he is going to present you faultless, and God is going to isn't it? He was prophesied over as a child that he would be a king. He was there by thirty, and the rest of his life he lived fulfilled, a fulfilled prophecy. Wouldn't that be a better place to live rather than getting more prophecies? How about we start to fulfill the ones we have? Wouldn't that be powerful? Wouldn't that be awesome? So, Father, I just, for these guys, Father, especially these young guys, Father, I pray that, Lord, even from now, even from now, that the words over them would be fulfilled, fulfilled, fulfilled in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray for these ones, that, Lord, as they stand there, that in that lord that you'd start to fulfill 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 darling are you married yeah you yeah you're not sure <laughs> you are married show me the ring you don't have it on you mm <laughs> Father, I just pray that, Lord, God is going to fulfill. God is going to fulfill. God is going to fulfill in the name of Jesus. The lady behind you, do you want to step? I can't see you. Kind of. That's it. Sit down. That's very polite. Let me tell you, God is even now healing. God is now restoring. God is restoring. God is restoring your health. Let me tell you something, darling. You're going to last a long, long time in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Up here. Ginger Rogers at the back there, you know. <laughs> it's like this, up to half the kingdom. God is asking, you know what, you just, he wants you to ask. You're always pleading for others. You're always praying for others. You're always want to step in there. But he's really saying, come on, start asking. You have not because you asked not. Come on. And don't go little. Be greedy. <laughs> you know, God's really wanted to bless you. And he's really, and there's also, I see that there's all sorts of avenues that God has really tried to get some stuff to you. But sometimes you're not seeing it. So, Father, I just want to pray that you'd see it. That the eyes of your understanding, be that you would see, that you would have an understanding. That you would understand the love of God and how much he loves you. That Lord, the rejection and all the stuff and the unbelief to go. And for you to step into receiving. Step into receiving in Jesus' name. And you, mate, what's your name? Michael. Oh, that's a good name. <laughs> is this, Michael. It's like there's a leadership thing and there's a call on your life. There's a thing to command men. There's a thing to command things to bring them out of that unseen realm and into this realm. You have the gift of faith. You have the gift of leadership. You're kind of mucking around a little bit. I almost want to, like, whack you. <laughs> because, and it really is, like, come on, the, the time is slipping away and you're going to get your act together. Are you hearing me? Yeah, come on, get your act together. Because you can do this, you can do this. Okay, it's not about being safe and and forget about your reputation. What people people already know you're a numbskull, so you may as well just get get on with it and just you know like far out. Do you know? You don't worry about what people think. That's the fear of man is a snare. Come on, start living for him. And I know you love God. Come on, you love God, and the love of God is going to captivate you, and it's going to it's going to in envelop you that's why it's kind of it's like God is going to like grab you like seize you in such a way even today I see God grabbing you and never ever ever letting you go almost holding you holding you to make sure you fulfill your purpose in the name of Jesus amen good so don't be around idiots in the name of Jesus amen I know I'm a bit rude, hey, that's Australian. <laughs> You've got to understand, we're convicts. We're all, you know. <laughs> yeah, you can sit, Michael, bless you, in Jesus' name. No, we, we, we need to finish. You've had enough. Mm. <laughs> we could go in so many different directions now. Like I could, you know, we could pray for you all say, okay, who wants to be fulfilled? let's all come forward and I'd look awesome because it'd be a packed out order call <laughs> but see I don't need to do that <laughs> you've all had a word a better one that I could give you is that true who knows that come on that's it now you're going to but now I want you to really I want you to. how about we stand on our feet we've got the team up or we can dismiss it Pastor Jim can come up Ga, Lady Gaga's coming up. She's got her thing. You're going to have that name forever and ever now, eh? Hey? <laughs> you know, Paul, Paul, Paul had this desire. He desired that he would just press forward to lay hold of what God laid hold of him. Is that true? That's a good thing, ain't it? So how about we just commission you with that? That you would... He's already laid hold of you, so that you can lay hold of what He has laid hold of you for. You got to understand the life of the believer is like you know in in the Holy of Holies was a chest, In in the chest was manna, divine provision, the tablets, divine revelation, and the uh, Aaron's rod that budded, divine. Anointing or appointment. Do you know what I mean? That's the believer. All inside, a chest inside, a tabernacle inside, another thing. But all in there, that's the believer. Fulfilled. That chest was pressed down, shaken together. Running over. Oh, I can feel it. Father, I just pray right now, get, palms up. You're gonna get I know you're full, but let's just get overflowed, hey. So Father, we just thank you right now that we're in overflow. <laughs> Press down, shaking together, Father. I pray you pour into the bosom of every into every heart, every every void, every every space, every brokenness, every 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 physical ailment, every condition, every mind, every heart, every body. Father, that it would be fulfilled in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for every addiction, everything that it would just be washed away. Father, everything that tried to hold people back, every imagination that tried to lift itself up against the purpose of God to be pulled down right now in the, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. We thank you, God. We thank you, God, for the, your precious word, for your precious promises and all the great things that you are doing, God, in Jesus' precious precious name amen bless your church amen
0: we'll have uh, our ministry team come up also murray will be available to minister to people Um, but aside from that have a great sunday god bless you enjoy some time and fellowship and coffee in the atrium Um, have a great day